system rise ancestors surround us rise. welcome to advancing the art of aging i'm carol silver elliott president and ceo of the jewish home family a continuum of services for older adults located in northern new jersey this, today, we are happy to have with us Paul Kaplan, and Paul is our Senior Development Associate in the Jewish Home Foundation. That's our fundraising arm at the Jewish Home Family. Paul, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here. Paul, you're a relatively new member of our team, um, although it's longer, I think, than probably I remember at this point. It's almost two years? Yeah, it's uh, going on my third year, but we all aged about 10 years in the last six months. <laughs> For, so. sure <laughs> For sure we did. For sure we did. One of the things that I know was a big piece of your agenda when you started was helping us to connect with sort of the younger donor. You know, many of our traditional donors, not just us, but other nonprofits, have been the what I'll call the older generation. And a lot of those people are either not with us any longer or no longer making contributions. And we've talked a lot about building that, you know, that next generation. Tell me about how that role evolved for you and some of the things you had planned and where that's where that's evolved to during this tough year. Yeah, well, when I, when I first first got here, it was uh, kind of taking a, a look at, at who we have, who was on our board, and and their, and uh, and everyone's different motivation levels and what they're. Some people just like to be on the board to, and they make their gift, and that's what they want to do. Others really want to engage and and help with the fundraising process, help us to engage with that next generation, perhaps their children or perhaps um, people they know through business. And, and we have uh, uh, quite a few uh, board members who, who, who jumped into that and have been helping us recruit new board members and kind of this next generation and, and really trying to build a relationship there with those individuals. And, um, and before pre-COVID, we had a, a really unique kind of event. Um, a lot of places will do a latka vodka around the Hanukkah season, and we were trying to kind of emulate that, that concept, that idea of just getting people together, having some interesting drinks, and, uh, and we're able to build a, a tequila and tapas event uh, right around this time last year, maybe about a month from now last year, and, um, and had a nice turnout, and we're able to engage some new people who maybe have come to a golf outing or came to the gala when one of their friends were honored but, uh, but didn't really engage much with the home uh, beyond that. So it was, a, it was a good educational opportunity to, to engage them. We did uh, gain a new board member from that, from that event, actually, so who, who's, who's become uh, quite gen- you know, very generous with us as well. So, so it's, it's kind of one step at a time, and it's really a continuum of, of educating um, where you had people who are people of uh, the generation that's now in their 70s and 80s. Philanthropy was a much different experience for them than, than, than my generation, than people in their 40s or in their 50s or, and younger. It's a, it's a much different, uh, much different ex- experience for them, whereas folks who are now in their 80s, all throughout their life, giving back, and, and they really built the Jewish institutions we see here in Bergen County, and they were a part of it. So, of course, they supported it for their entire, very generously for their whole years because well, they put it there. They put the Kaplan JCC in place or the, or the various institutions that are supported by the, the Jewish Federation or the Jewish home itself. And, um, and this generation it's, it didn't lay the, bed, the, the bedrock in the same way. So with the younger generation, we've, we've often talked about this. The older generation, those people that have been traditional donors, 
you know, the expectation I know my parents' generation, you just, you're expected to give, you're expected to support organizations. I remember my dad saying, even when you can't give, that's the time you need to, that you most need to give. That was just the way that many of us were brought up. But I know that younger donors are looking for different things. They don't just automatically say, well, gee, I support Jewish organizations or I support, I don't know, um, animal rights organizations or whatever it is. They're looking at giving very differently. How would you characterize that? I think um, myself included, we want to learn about what the agency is and what it does and its impact and get involved. And um, and that's and that's really where you see uh, the opportunity to engage maybe some of our volunteers, and um, and getting donors to be to be on the board or getting them to be active with the organization or or active with our with our various events, either the golf outing or the gala. But the more we can get people um, actively engaged in in what we're doing, so they really see it and they feel it, and they're educated. And I think that's something in the last six months that was very well done by yourself and, and your leadership team here is, is keeping everybody apprised of what was happening here at the home, that you're seeing horrible things on the news, but that's not, that is not what is, what was happening or still is not what is happening here. And, um, and keeping people educated that, that well. Um, I think, I think it, it was, it's, it's going to make a difference with our fundraising because people don't uh, attribute us with, with the, the stories that they saw in the news, you know, as we do our appeal for next year and begin that, we we've we've drawn drawn a line in the line in the sand that you there's things happening in the in in the country in the community in terms of elder care and there's the Jewish home, and they're they're very separate. Um, so so, but in terms of uh, in terms of of the generational changes, I mean, having these these types fun type of events that, that I'd spoken about, and also we tried. Um, a Zoom event, a Zoom boxing event, and it was really that was a very, uh, I think, creative way of of engaging people with with children, with younger families, in a way that we that works in the COVID world. You know, you can be at home and you can shadow box and you can go through the uh, our normal class and really get a feel for somebody who has Parkinson's disease, what they're tra- how they're training and how they're keeping this disease at bay. And you can really engage and uh, and be a, and be a part of it and see it and feel it. And I think that's that's what this next generation needs before they before they start to give generously to your to your organization. Mm-hmm. Is they really want to see it and feel it and touch it and get their kids involved, um, and also sharing stories. There's just so many stories happening here all the time of of people's lives being so positively impacted. And and I had I had a, a donor who was who was strongly moved by. Um, by just emails I'd written back and forth, updating him, and and increase his gift, you know, fairly significantly, um, because I told him about um, a resident who was up on Reuben, who was a Holocaust survivor and is now a COVID survivor, and um, and that tremendous experience, and and um, and that that was very moving for him, and I saw his gift, his support, his support increase as a result of it. So so getting people, making it a tangible part of their lives, and sharing these stories, and, and sharing our impact that we're having on people. That's great. You know, you, you mentioned the last six months. It, I think it actually feels like the last six lifetimes, but the <laughs> last six to nine months when we've been wrestling with COVID and the world has changed. The foundation has also had to pivot because you had, I know, the Tapas and Tequila event was a lot of fun. You had some other events planned in, you know, personal real time that couldn't happen this year. Yes. Tell me about pivoting and how that worked out. We had an, uh, a kind of a creative event at Cycle Bar 
that was going to get people together and get them active. And, and it was going to, we were going to, throughout the program, we were going to speak about, about the Jewish home and, and who we are and what we do and, and try to build those relationships. Um, and that obviously had to be canceled, you know. Um, that was scheduled for April and around March 17th. It was, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> People don't want to go go to a gym right now. But um, so in terms of pivoting, we had to do a golf outing without golf and a gala with really without a gala. And, um, and really had to, we went, the most fundraisers also are event planners. So we went from fundraisers that are also TV producers, mm-hmm. and Melanie and myself and the team, we we with Ezra's help and and the help of outside consultants, we we were really able to to reinvent how we do what we do and on an online medium without blips and without delays and without snags because it's got to be seamless or people will just they'll just turn it off sure. in a second. Okay, the Jewish thing didn't work out. I'm gonna go. Facebook or Instagram or any any billion other things on their screen, and uh, they just disappear. But I think we were able to do them really, really nicely, really seamlessly, really practiced quite a bit beforehand to make sure that it was all going to run smoothly and that everybody was on the same page and Mm -hmm. pre-recording speeches so we could splice pieces together that maybe weren't as smooth and and stage people properly. And um, I think we made that transition as well as we possibly could under the circumstances. Uh, would I want a golf outing without golf? You know, of course not. Um, but but we were able we were able to do it, and it looks like next year we won't have to do it. But we'll be able to have. I hope. I hope some sort of event. Um, there were charities doing golf outings in the fall. They they'd figured it out without the meal and without this and without that. But they got people together, and they played and they bagged their very expensive dinners and ate them at home. I guess. Um, so there's been a lot of pivoting. There's been a lot of like just. Every day, you know, change is constant, but it's just, it's, it's, it's extremely constant now. It's every day, every day there's something different and there's something changing and, uh, and you get exhausted from it, but you just, you just got to keep going. You got to figure it out. You just got to figure out how are you, how are you going to get over this next mountain? And they just keep seem to popping, keep popping up. (laughs) For sure. So Paul, if I asked you, what are the learnings from this last long eight months you know, you've had to make a lot of changes. You talked about having to pivot, you know, events without events and approaches that are quite different. What, what do you think some of the key learnings are for you? Um, I learned a lot about, about the importance of communication that I mentioned before, staying in touch with, with our board, with our strongest supporters, keeping them educated about, um, about our response, how people are doing, um, the good and the bad, and, uh, and that, that, that is going to yield a lot in the future because I, I think people really respect an agency that, that kept them abreast of what was going on and, um, and, and didn't, didn't hide things or, or push anything under the rug. Um, so, so being open and transparent um, was very important and working together as a team. The, the response I saw from the nursing staff and, well, everybody from leadership but, and they had to completely re-educate themselves on how on what they do. A year ago, this this facility, this building wasn't run the way it's run today. True. And uh, to see that transformation and the way everyone come came together and the way every so many so many of the nursing team stepped up to take on roles that that they'd probably never even heard of. You know, there there are things that were just invented by the CDC. You need a director of of um, Infection control. Infection control. You need somebody who's going to tell everyone how to use Purell properly. You know, it's uh, it's much more complex than that, I'm sure. But, but uh, 
it's just been very impressive to see uh, to see from to see this team just just respond and care for each other and and love each other when people were out the stories I've heard about Sonny going to hospitals to bring chicken soup I mean it was it was very inspiring it was very beautiful and I've just I've just learned a lot about about teamwork and about coming together to solve problems we all very well could have gone into our silos and blamed each other whether things weren't going well but I, I never saw that I mean I didn't see it there was no time for that. <laughs> Couldn't happen. There was no time for that. Right, right. You know, I think one of the things that we have learned is that we're, we were successful as an organization because we had to come together and everybody had to do what they needed to do, particularly at points in times where we were short-staffed and we were terrified mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. had no resources. And the only way you were going to do it is if you figured it out yourself. So we did because yeah. nobody was yeah. telling us and no one was helping us. And the places that didn't do as well are the places that were, you know, sort of help me, help me, help me. Well, we recognized that the only help we were going to get was figuring it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I, think that's, I think that's critical. I think it's given all of us a better understanding of who we are as people and who we are as an organization how do you think that renewed or greater understanding that you've developed will change the way your fundraising message changes? I think um, I think it gives uh, being a, a fundraiser. You really want to, like I said, share stories, share the experience of what's happening. And and now that we're we're so locked down, we can't have volunteers here in the building. We can't we can't have board meetings in the building as we normally would. I mean, really, it's it's up to the the development team and the leadership team to, to bring the message of what's happening, how people are being so so positively affected out out into the community. And I think that uh, that this, if I'm answering your question correctly, the, this whole experience really colors the work I do a lot better. I mean, to, to, to I, I spent, as you're well aware, I spent a lot of time on the units serving meals and, and Spoon feeding people when they you know, on occasions when they needed it, and and to be able to share those stories of of Barbara on Ruben who who came who transferred from uh, from a, from K two and came over to Ruben and that transition, especially for folks with dementia dementia and and or Parkinson's disease, can be extremely difficult. And she really shut down, and she was she was not eating. She was I brought the lunch, and then her son was literally on a Facebook screen watching her not eat and totally unable to help his mom and we we're short-staffed and there was no one there to do it and I asked you know I got the feeding training do you want me to just spoon feed her soup you know and that's what I did and it was amazing because within within about two minutes she she perked up I mean like mm-hmm. like literally like a flower it was it was it was so inspiring. I mean, I, I came home and I told my wife and my kids about this this thing that I saw today. I saw this woman just totally come to life. And li- and after a few more minutes, she literally just grabbed the spoon out of my hand and, and insisted that she could feed herself. And why do I need to help her anymore? And, you know, <laughs> and it was just, it was wonderful to see her take back her independence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was, well, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Yeah. But certainly cool. that depth of understanding influences the way you will approach your mm-hmm. work and approach our donors from here on out because you see it yeah. differently than you ever would have any other way. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've learned a lot today. I appreciate your time and uh, let's hope that 
that our virtual world becomes our <laughs> real world once again soon. Thank you so I much, sure Paul. So. Thank you. All of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.